Live at the Pleasance podcast is brought to you in association with audible.co.uk. What are you expecting from the fringe? That I will make millions of dollars. Oh, my lord, did you enjoy that punchline? Have you got time to play a quick game before we go? Yes. It's called What's Your Phone Number? To be fair, we're in an outside space. I probably should have used those words. Maybe they'll be edited out. Maybe they won't. Maybe even this bit won't be edited out. And maybe it'll just be a super awkward interview. She's firm but fair, is Nancy Gonzalez. England's weird, and I'm from Scotland, and weird, proper weird. The texture is almost perfect. The taste is good, but the sizing's wrong. You have to have like five of them to feel like you're even getting one. Defrosting the freezer a couple of weeks ago was an absolute joy, right? What is this, a white guy talking over a woman on a comedy thing? Absolutely not, mate. I don't believe it for a second. I had sex yesterday, mate. You should be ashamed of yourself. (laughs) I don't know if that's allowed. You might have to cut that out. I'm not. (laughs) The difference between a comedian and a clown is one's got something to say. Who said that? I can't remember who told me, but it was... I'm having it. I said that. Hello there, it's Maddie here. Welcome to Live at the Pleasance. This is the final episode of Live at the Pleasance for 2017 and so I thought for this little intro bit I'd take you on my final journey back across the meadows after having spent an evening at the Pleasance Courtyard. I saw two shows this evening, Joseph Morpurgo, which was absolutely brilliant, his show is called Hammerhead and I also got to see an extra performance of Reset by James A. Caster, which was an absolute treat. He's one of my favourites. I discovered him at the Pleasance when I was 17. I've never looked back. Um, anyway, so yes, this is the final episode. It's been a really great month and it's been such a pleasure to bring you all the highlights of the Pleasance programme. Obviously, the Pleasance has been absolutely jam-packed with amazing comedic talent and as a result, the podcast has been too. We had a fantastic eight nominations for awards uh, and even better, our John Robbins won the Joint Best Show Award with Hannah Gadsby and Natalie Palamides won Best Newcomer and also Ken Cheng won Dave's Best Joke of the Fringe too. Um, so yeah, congratulations. Congratulations all round. Obviously there are 140 comedy shows at the Pleasance. There's loads of other stuff to see besides. I think we nearly managed to feature every single one of them in the podcast. I haven't actually done the maths, but I think we got pretty close. So this episode presents to you some of the highlights. Little taste of the best bits to encourage you to go back and listen to the interviews in full in the original podcasts. There'll be live stand-up from award-winning John Robbins, Kwame Asante, Andy Field and Pippa Evans. We're going to hear some highlights from the infamous envelope game with Rose Matafeo, Kiri Pritchard-McLean, Terry Alderton and Katrina Knott. And we'll be starting with interviews. You're going to hear from Pierre Novelli, Reese James, Kay Curd, and here's Rose Matafeo. Oh my god, I'm so scared. I, on my first show day, I was like walking around Edinburgh and I was like, wouldn't it be great? Not great, but wouldn't it be funny if, if I had slipped and hit and just like knocked myself out, got a concussion, and had to go to hospital and didn't have to do my show? So, on the pros, pros of that, don't have to do the show. Cons, Perhaps mild brain uh, Well, I'm going to slow this right, 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 right down. One, let's cause brain injury to myself so I don't have to do my job that Genuinely, I'm here to promote on the podcast. I once thought I, I once tried to get out of an exam by like, I actually considered trying to put myself in front of a car because I was like, well, I would get compassionate consideration. Do you know what's so funny? Last year in Edinburgh, um, <laughs> this charity fundraiser came up to me and was like, you're right there, Shagar. And I was like, what? <laughs> Like, I was so offended. I was like, who is this guy? Why, what is this word? Like, why is he called? And he was like, yeah, you're right there, Shagar. And then I asked somebody else later, and they were like, oh, no, he was paying you a compliment. He called you a ladies' man. I was like, listen, I need, I need a, like, dictionary 
for Scottish words and phrases because that had me in like I was so I was ready to hurt him but it was like okay cool it was a compliment have you been to Glasgow yet no <laughs> strapping <laughs> and I also interviewed a girl that I relentlessly pursued throughout high school um, and that was honestly excruciating absolutely excruciating wow. we went to this Kate Nash concert together because um, we both like Kate Nash by which I mean she liked Kate Nash and I liked her nice and we I sort of said to her in this interview, I said, do you remember going to the Kate Nash concert? And she was like, yes. I was like, yeah, do you remember how we got to the Kate Nash concert? She was like, uh, no, how did we get there? I said, we got the train, didn't we? Um, and do you remember how we got to the train station before we went there? Um, she's like, no. And do you remember who took us? She said, oh, was it my mum? Oh, it's so embarrassing. I said, no, it wasn't your mum, was it? It was your boyfriend. It was your boyfriend who took us to the train station. Because when you book tickets to things, sometimes they're in a few months' time. And circumstances change, don't they? So you were single when I booked them. And then you got a boyfriend in the meantime, and he drove us to the station because I'm not a threat. Awful. One of the most embarrassing nights of my life. Most stand-up shows here will have a theme or a sort of narrative within or yeah. a sad bit at the end. And that's not stand-up, that's theatre. And that's stand-up aping theatre to appeal to an inherently theatrical festival. And I resent that imposition because I think stand-up as an art form in itself, self-contained, is already good enough. Mm-hmm. I don't go to the opera and complain there's no ballet. You know, it's a different... I don't go to the opera, do you? No, but you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's a different thing. Yeah. I go to the football and complain no one's using tennis rackets. Yeah. And for a long time at the Fringe, stand-up has been forced to use tennis rackets while trying to play football for the sake of the kind of elderly, you know, they saw a Brecht play earlier in the day or they're like pretentious drama students mm. or whatever. And the strength of stand-up is that it's a dirty, common awful thing that people want to go see in basements. It would be impossible to give you the full live stand-up experience. Uh, You'd have to queue for the box office in the rain, you'd have to sweat in your damp rain max, uh, and you'd have to squish up next to someone in a shipping container. Um, But if you want to enjoy comedy from the comfort of your own kitchen or your bedroom or your commute, uh, then I guess this podcast can help you out. I'm going to bring you some comedy from the award-winning John Robbins, the best newcomer-nominated Kwame Asante, Chortles' One to Watch Andy Field, BBC Three's Dane Baptiste and Radio 4 favourite Pippa Evans. John Robbins is up best. I'm lucky, right? I have no body shame. I have zero body shame. Two reasons. Firstly, it is magnificent, bordering on regal. Um, <laughs> secondly, I am too busy feeling ashamed of every single thing I have ever done. There is no room in my shame palace for body shame. There is just, it's stuffed full, right? If I get a text, regardless of who it is from, every time my first reaction is, I've done something terrible and I've been found out. (laughs) And I've not done anything, but my whole life feels like it exists above a sewer of guilt that runs from crimes I have not committed. Like if you, when you get a text, if you choose to have your phone set up so that the content of that message is visible on your phone's lock screen, then you are weirder than Fred West. And Fred West was a weird guy. He used to eat whole onions raw as if they were apples. And, and, and that's not the weirdest thing he did. Um, so one of my favourite stories from growing up in Beckenham, which I love telling, uh, once when I was a kid for Halloween, I dressed up as a vampire. And a gang of kids came up to me and they were like, Mate, do they even have vampires in Africa? And honestly... 
was, I was really confused. I was like, dude, we don't have vampires here. Like, <laughs> like I know Africa's got its problems, but that's, that's just not fair. <laughs> I, uh, I like to think the guy who invented the wardrobe and the guy who invented the hospital gown were rivals. Uh, they had to present them. <laughs> you got it already. I, uh, they had to present their inventions on the same day. It was like, all right, Dave, uh, you've made a wooden storage container for clothes. What's that called? Oh, it's called a wardrobe. <laughs> cool. Cool. Okay. Uh, Steve, you've made a robe to be worn on the ward in hospitals. What's that called? Oh, it's called, this is complete fucking bullshit. Okay. <laughs> Why does he always get to go first? I have no self-respect when it comes to Wi-Fi. I go to people's homes now. I'm like, hey, how you guys doing? Uh, what's the Wi-Fi password, by the way? Ah, ah, what the fuck? Uh, sorry for your loss. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, when was the last time you felt joyful? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, poor Greg. Poor Greg. But he's not alone, you know? We're just constantly being bombarded by news items. You know, it's like a game of... Dodgeball that just never ends, being played with 80,000 balls, each one a news item. And we try to keep our eye on each one, but we're not sure which are the real balls and which are the, the fake balls. Uh, and the referee is Rupert Murdoch, so <laughs> he keeps picking up the balls and rubbing them on his own balls. Uh, and anytime anyone complains, he says, all the balls are my balls. I can rub my balls wherever I want. I'm Rupert Murdoch. I own the news. And if I choose to rub my balls on it, then that is what I'll do. I'm Rupert Murdoch, king of the sky. And don't you ever dare question why, believe in better. John Robbins, Kwame Asante, Andy Field, Dane Baptiste and Pippa Evans. Now I'm going to try and remember the Audible advert off by heart. I've done it how many times? Like 16 times in a row? Um, I should be able to do it. Okay, so here goes. Live at the Pleasance is brought to you in association with audible.co.uk. You can start a free 30-day trial and choose from the world's largest selection of audiobooks just by going to audible.co.uk forward slash laughs. You can choose from titles such as Yes Please by Amy Poehler and and um, Believe Me by Eddie Izzard. After your free trial, Audible is just $7.99 a month. It's totally up to you. That's audible.co.uk forward slash laughs. Not bad. I'm pretty impressed with that. All right, so at the end of every interview we did, apart from the one that I did with Mark Watson because I got a bit starstruck and confused, we played the envelope game. Now, I noticed a trend over the month that I wanted to point out to you now, um, and I hope Al doesn't mind a little bit of gentle banter, but this really made me laugh. Have you got time for a quick game? Have you got time to play a wee game before you go? Have you got time for a quick game before we go? Right. We're running out of time. Have you got time to play a very quick game? Do you want to play a game before we go? Josh, do you want to play a quick game before you go? Have you got time to play a wee game? Uh, have you got time to play a quick game before we go? Have you got time to play a little game before we go? Have you got time to play a quick game before we go? Have you got time to play a quick game before we go? Have you got time to play a quick game before we go? Always. And that was a choice selection. We interviewed 45 different people, so it was said quite a lot of times. Have you got time to play a quick game? It's a really clever way of simultaneously encouraging the interviewees to join in the game, because obviously it's going to be quick, it's not going to be long, but also telling them that um, time's running out and so they're going to have to go soon and that Al's had enough of talking to them. It made me laugh. Also, I should point out that I also said exactly the same thing in every interview, but I'm not really going to cut together a compilation of clips to make me look stupid, am I? Right, enough nonsense. Here are some favourite bits from Terry Alderton and Kiri Pritchard-McLean answering the three questions. 
Uh, what's your albatross? What's the one thing that you've done that you can't leave behind and wish you could? Should you leave anything behind, really? I suppose, you know, my first thing would be Invictus would be my kind of the, the dreaded mistake that I made at that. But would I want to leave that behind? Actually, you know, I learned a lot from that. I learned a lot from that. Not from the gig. I learned a lot from how human beings can be and how awful and evil they can be. So, In 20 seconds, there was an Invictus story. So basically, I went to Invictus and was asked to do it. It's a charity gig. I thought it was a mob gig, as in it was the army and military and all that. And I thought, I know I've played them a million times. I know how to play them, but it wasn't. It was a civilian gig. So I went out going balls out. And they just went, no, this is too much, too much, too much. And then basically, cut a long story short, they booed me off 20,000 people. And then as I walked down the stairs, I thought, it won't be a problem. And then I went, oh, shit, I'm an EastEnders. <laughs> What were you back of the queue off when they were handing it out? Oh, manners. <laughs> no, I don't believe that for no, a second. No, okay, no, patience. You asked for permission to run to the toilet, Mac. <laughs> oh, did I? Yeah. I didn't wash my hands though, mate, so there you go. Joke's on you, and I've just breathed on you before I started covering my mouth and I'm full of disease. Right, good. <laughs> Brilliant. What could you not live without? Um, is it too sentimental to say friends? No, that's totally fine. Okay, I still want to change my answer. Macaroni cheese. Brilliant. <laughs> And what have you just discovered that's amazing? What's the latest thing? Okay, this is so uncultured. Baba ganoush is amazing, right? It's all food related. That's why I'm passionate about dips. We also stranded many of our comedians on a desert island in Desert Island Risks. And so here's how Alistair Beckett-King, Katrina Knox and Rose Matafeo responded to the challenge. Envelope number two is Desert Island Risks. Ooh, yeah. You're stranded alone. Desert island, you've got absolutely nothing. Are you going to survive? What's on the desert island? Nothing. Like, it's a desert island, there's a bit of grass, there's trees, you know, desert island. So there's shade? Uh, yep. Is there sustenance, food? Aye. You've got, you've got a fighting chance. Like, well, if you've I, got this march, you've got is, a chance. I'm a vegan, so right. is there any, are there any vegan options on the desert island? Everything. Apart. Everything. So the whole place is yeah, well, vegan you know, friendly. Apart from the bears. There's bears on the island. Why not? You, what you should have said is, you're on an island with a bear, are you going to survive? <laughs> That's the question. You've got a choice between a first aid kit yeah. or two bottles of vodka and half a Mars bar. Well, obviously the vodka obviously. and the Mars bar. Because the vodka would make me much more cavalier. Uh-huh. So I could, like, then I would try and, like, light a fire or, like, skin and skill. Skin. Skin? And kill, kill and skin. There you go. I couldn't say it for ages. When have I got to do my show? It's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll get my words around the mouth. Get my mouth around what the mouth. What are you going to kill? It's just I've had a lot of vodka. Katrina, already. what are you going to kill? <laughs> a rabbit. <laughs> and if I'd had vodka, I'd be okay to do that. <laughs> A lizard? Uh, last one, would you like a uh, single one-off 10-minute phone call with anyone in the world or 10 minutes every day on the Daily Mail website? That's hard, man. Good question, isn't it? That is a really good question. Anyone in the world? Yeah, I mean, if you don't pick your partner or your mum, you're a horrible pick person. Pick Beyonce, of course. <laughs> Why would I? You say anyone in the world. Of course I'm picking a celebrity. You insane. And finally, a nice little bit of getting to know you from Ross and Josh. No, nope, don't appear as flat. Not getting Minus to know. Minus five points. <laughs> I've got some quick fire questions. Okay. Because there's two of you, I want you here conferring before I get a final answer. Wembley Stadium or a sweaty basement? Sweaty, sweaty basement. Sweaty basement, yeah, yeah. yeah. that already. One point or five points? Uh, one for Ross, five for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You seem like chaos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See it in his eyes, got you. Gags or a narrative? Gags. 
What was the second thing? Narrative. Narrative. Oh, yeah, yeah, gags. (laughs) Exactly, I don't know what it means, so gags. This is a man from Scotland. (laughs) He has a different accent to us. Are you struggling with the accent up here? I mean, no, there, there is there is a section of the show where I do a Glaswegian accent, so I really yeah. ought to have got it a bit better. Put it this way, Super Mario is not what you expect. I want to hear you read something out. Do it. Let's have a flyer. Here's Rachel Jackson's flyer. I want to hear that in Glaswegian. Okay. Oh, oh see you, me. Right. As Rachel Jackson in Bunny Boiler, Scottish rising star is ever so slightly unhinged. That's not bad. I really wanted that to be worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I watched a lot of Rabsey when I was younger, so. Uh, The book or the film? Of (laughs) Rabsey? I'd love to read the book of Rabsey Desmond. Take a chance or what you know? Take a chance. Take a chance. Always. We're all doomed or it'll be alright. Oh, we're all doomed. We're all doomed. We're definitely doomed. No, it's going to be alright, man. It's going to be fine. Oh, it's going to be alright because we're all doomed. Alright, because we're all doomed. We're all doomed. We're all going down. Yeah, yeah, so sod it. Box set fringe or the Edinburgh fringe? There's a nice Ed- rhyming question, but always the latter. Yeah. Edinburgh fringe. Edinburgh fringe. So there we go. That's the end of the best of live at the Pleasance 2017. I've had a really nice time being your host. Like it's been the best. I hope I've provided you enough content to um, temporarily drown out the existential doubt. I think that's why we all listen to podcasts, isn't it? It's nice to have some company. Um, before I go, I'd like to give a huge thanks to the Pleasance team for facilitating the podcast, uh, to all the acts for participating, to all of you for listening, and a special thank you to my podcast production team of Nick, Gav, Al, and Freya. Without whose help, I. Could could not have made this podcast we'll be back next year to bring you the best of the pleasants in 2018 until then thanks so much for listening bye live at the pleasants podcast is brought to you in association with audible.co.uk